I found that in order to get full coverage on YouTube, you have to have copyright free music because I'm all about getting that bag. You cannot get monetized. If you have anything that resembles possible copyright infringement. Therefore, I had to change my intro. Intro. Hey, y'all. This is 2022, a new year, a new time for podcasting. And I had to get a funky beat to basically express what I want to put out in the atmosphere. And this is Tenfro. I'm back, back, back again. I'm a social critic, thought leader, but I'm more recluse, reclusive and cranky. But I want to read, watch, cook, and just share all things that make me happy. My wish is that this increases the curiosity of the listening audience to come back for more and to share with friends. I want one million unique listeners and downloads. I want creative, quality Millie to be known around the world. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. So if you're listening to me on YouTube, click subscribe. Tip a sister. And I just want to thank you guys for listening. And enjoy and get your bop on. Copyright free. listeners can appreciate how much I enjoy creating my podcast because anytime you challenge me to come up with other solutions and you try to limit the distribution of my product we gonna have some issues and I've had recently had this issue with YouTube not allowing the monetization of my podcast because they don't recognize um, usage or um, limited usage of copyrighted material. They basically um, says that if you have any riffs on anything, even though you're singing to it, if you don't got a copyright to it, they're not going to let it be monetized. But people that are trying to create a product and get sponsors and likes, etc., when you limit the distribution based on this arbitrary law, it can it can be detrimental to podcasters like myself. So I have a lot of fun. Uh, now I'm having a lot of fun trying to find copyright free music. I had to change my whole um, introduction as well as my um, conclusion based on because the fact that I had uh, had. Um, Non, I didn't get permission or I was using as a backdrop instrumentals um, to copyright 
copyrighted music. music. Um, and I have discovered great copyright free trap music. Um, what I used as this introduction to uh, already part of a part of podcast that I already love. I love talking about black excellence um, and using copyright free Mailer's Resurrection Roomba by Joaquin uh, Horsley in them that got 71 views and 1.4K likes is right up there with it. How, what a great way of this instrumental to in introduce this part of the podcast of Black Excellence. I love a look great beat and I love uh, music moving in my chair to something that music makes me feel good. And so I'm going to try to dance to it, even though I look like a jackass. But anyways, this part, this Black Excellence, I'm giving mad shout outs to Kismikia Corbett, PhD. Dr. Corbett led the NIH's teams as they developed uh, Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine. And I recently did see uh, coming in the news, somebody's coming out for their cash. It's so funny. It's even worse with um, when you have, actually, when you actually have uh you win the lottery. People come out with their hands up. And in this case, there is Alenium Pharmaceuticals announced today that it's suing and seeking compensation from both Pfizer and Moderna for using its biodegradable lipids in their mRNA vaccines. I don't know. I'm hopeful that they find, because we know that scientists, in particular doctors, are not good business people, that they may not have submitted a copyright. And we just talked about copyright-free music. They may not have submitted a copyright uh, for the, and they may not be entitled to any of that, because they may not have thought that they had to. But if their technology was in the public domain, they don't get any access to any of that scratch or if the people if they can prove that the people that developed these vaccines would have been able to they know how to use the biodegradable lipids because they know how because they're scientists and chemists um and biochemists that they know how to develop them they they don't have the proprietary link or hook on that particular component of the vaccine they're looking at potential billions if they can prove it, but I don't think they, they can prove it. I'm hoping they can't prove it because it just, it's like a black eye because I would hope that they would have all um, gotten the approval to be able to use those lipids if they have the right, if they have the copyright um, to the, um, oh, what is it called? Um, when you actually have the copyright or the, uh, what I was alluding to previously was meaningful use of small riffs of copyrighted data. Um, you don't have to get in trouble uh, for using that uh, meaningful use um, of that data, but evidently YouTube doesn't recognize meaningful usage. And it's the same instance if the if biogradable, the usage of biogradable lift bits, um, especially if it's in the public domain and they just created their own formulation of biodegradable lipids, you're not going to get, and you didn't patent it, 
and you don't have the patent for it, you ain't getting no scratch. Um, it's all legal. And I wonder if this pharmaceutical company, what is, who is, who are these people? They are, uh, seek fair compensation for use of his technology, but no less than a reasonable royalty. If successful, they could dip into the richest revenue streams of the biotechs have ever seen. I don't think if, again, if they don't have the patent on it, they need to go and sit down somewhere. And I got a couple of other things I'm going to um, fuss about as far as um, other when I get to the COVID shenanigans portion of the podcast. But with all of those things said, I give her big up <coughs> because they talked about her well uh, so wonderfully um, in the Washington Post article um, at the beginning of the year on Dr. Um, Corbett. She is a current assistant professor at Harvard uh, University, Chan School of Public, Me- uh, Public Health. And I was looking up, um, I was absolutely looking up for um, great pictures of her and she's so pretty and she's dark skinned and I think and I've heard her speaking with um, Melinda French Gates um, how excited she is about her contribution um, to medicine and the fight for uh, against COVID and she just like they're her father never told her parents she, unlike most african-american women of a certain age she was te- never told that she couldn't do it they just said girl do it and if you don't do it cool find something else that you like to do we got you either way i'm happy they i'm happy that she got that support when others of us didn't, but she is like the beacon um, to African-American beauty as well as to just being smart all around person. And I give her big ups and celebrate her uh, just because she is black and she's beautiful and go sit down somewhere if you don't agree. Also, I'm also celebrating the life of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. It looks like in, set, in spite of the um, Mitch McConnell and the Carlson Tuckers of the world that are alluding to that they're trying to uh, uh, have some quota in what are her um, test scores, uh, which I know that she is overqualified way overqualified for the seat that she is seeking because that's just how we have to do. We have to have the test scores. We have to be an all-around black person and nobody is allowed um, and we're not allowed to cry. We just have, and we can have to still be nice and self-deprecating even though we know we're the baddest bitch in the room. That's the harsh reality. This, you cannot tell me that this Harvard graduated, Harvard Law Reviewed, Supreme Court Justice nominee, Superior Court, Federal Court, badass prosecutor is not overqualified for the job that she is about to undertake. Again, 
you get the side eye and you just need to sit down somewhere. You racist mouth breathing um, insurrectionist because there is no reason for you to basically say if she is going to be the standard for a quota, none of us would make it because she is so qualified and she's just so much smarter than anybody that I know. Also, I have been following the war in Ukraine, and I think I'm more angry with that because the idea of anybody telling us or telling somebody else that we're going to take over your country just because we want to is so foul to me. And I hope Putin and his allies suffer more so and they get written at a rail out of their places of government because this type of shenanigans and bullying has no place in modern society. And China, on the other hand, they basically say, well, we don't think democracy um, is going to survive into the next century. Yeah, I don't think democracy in its purest form is going to be able to survive. But we also know your form of communism is not going to is not going to be able to survive. And you ain't y'all egg slick because we know you probably already supplied them with MREs and guns. But we also know that your product ain't shit and we it's going to jam up uh, versus and you on the hook because you are so um, are so dependent on manufacturing. If basically people told it's all over the world, basically say we don't want your shit anymore and we're going to ban this and we see uh, whatever your denomination is plummet. You gonna have some real problems. So I'm hopeful that you are going to waive the benefits outside of whatever your political leanings are and you basically go and basically say we don't like these shenanigans um and the war is wrong and we've we gonna have to lose putin's number i'm hopeful y'all got the balls to say that but i am giving uh also celebrating excellence of women because this is women's history month of the women in uh, Ukraine that are whole toe in the line. Victoria Kramarenko, a medic with the Ukrainian military. She's helped fling people. Older woman, looks like it's about his grandmama, holding babies, rocking them to sleep while parents are fighting off the enemy. Daria Valischinka, a social, a soldier and medic with the, the Ukraine's Territorial Defense Force. Big ups to you, sister. Toe in the line, holding down the fort. Alana Brushniska, a makeup artist and teacher who is now a member of the Territorial Defense Force. I bet she can blow their face off and then put it back together again for viewing. That is macabre, but that's how I think of these women that are doing, are now army warriors um, in the face of this enemy that is threatening to take over their country. Big ups to these women. No matter what your uh, political leanings are, and no matter if you are 
completely discouraged by the actions of the United States government. You have to give props where props are due. Um, you just can't roll in somebody's country and basically tell them this mine and call dibs on some shit that's not yours, even though that's exactly what we did here in the United States. But now, 2000 years later, we can't allow this to continue to happen in uh, 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 concrete um, and a society as established and as ancestral as Ukraine. That is, we stand with Ukraine. Now for their national anthem. just to give a special homage to the Ukrainian people. You battle against so many great odds. I don't know if I could ever be so brave. I want to have the same bravery as your president and his tenacity showed while he addressed the Congress yesterday. I didn't know how I was going to react, um, but I was profoundly touched uh, by what he showed um, to us. In fact, he showed a great amount of just coolness and clarity in what his ask was. Several great points. We, they are in World War III. They are fighting for their very existence, their right to exist in the face of massive opposition from the Russian uh, military who are indiscriminately shelling uh, children in women's hospital. People are losing their whole family just because of the greed and the bullying nature and the sociopathy of another leader. This also will provoke me to donate. Um, if you navigate to google.org, Ukraine Relief, forward slash Ukraine Relief, um, you can donate um, to the UN Refugee Agency, UNICEF, and the World Food Program. I also suggested in previous, um, in previous, uh, uh, post um, to also uh, donate to the World Kitchen uh, as well as to the Red Cross. But if you actually donate to these um, organizations to the Google's website, not only will they match, Google.org will match your donation, but it goes directly to these programs. I think the Ukrainian people are in a fight for their existence. I wish that we would 
transport the air support that they need because if they do i have a feeling if they were to get those mig jets they would um whip up on the russians and that's what they need they need to basically expel them from their country i don't like to align myself too much with republicans because i think they're all racist shysters but when lindsey graham basically said um that we were approving the uh, purchase and transmission of the switchblade uh, attack drones to Ukraine. He was like, which are anti-tank um, anti, um, um, drones. He said, yeah, that sounds like anything called a switchblade um, seems to be needed to go to Ukraine. And for once, and I'm just basically saying this for once, I'm in complete agreement. They need all the switchblades. They need all the anti-tanks. They need all the surface-to-air missiles. They need all of the stuff that we developed to repel the attack and the atrocities that are going on now in Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine Will you join me? Don't forget to hit subscribe or leave comments at the end of this video. Thank you for listening. That's the evolution of Star Trek, the Discovery um, theme. Um, and this is the part of the podcast that I just absolutely adore also, like all the other parts. But this is because one of the main things that I stream is Star Trek Discovery um, as well as Picard. I'm not going to basically, in this section, I'm probably not going to tell too much on Picard because I'm not sure how much I enjoy it, but I hope you enjoy this riff um, and the copyright-free music uh, from Dance. like hour 10,000. I'm officially bored out of my skull. Haven't yet figured out how to transmit a message off the ship, but at least I can record this for posterity. Plus, it helps pass the time. I'm trying to eavesdrop, pick up as many details of their plan as I can. For the most part, they're saying nada. Just pacing around, waiting for Discovery to make a move so they can ride her into the hyperfield. I'll tell you what I'm really dreading. 
I need to ask Book for more black licorice. Red is the only kind in my not-so-humble opinion. Anything else is a crime against candy. But black's got glycerizic acid, and that's what I need, so here he comes. Signing off. Wish me luck. The world can just seem so crazy in general, and the whole Ukraine war and Korea piping up that they start shooting missiles and, you know, and then you wait for uh, other countries like Iran. Everybody starts tripping all around the same time. So when you can just relax and disengage by watching great shows like Star Trek, um, I my world is okay. As I says, I'm kind of reclusive. So I don't want exposure to a whole bunch of people. I don't feel comfortable in crowds and trying to explain the how the pandemic has allowed me to become and be reclusive and give everybody the side eye is always kind of hysterical to me because you would think I would be more outgoing, but what is the point? You know what I say? I'm not going outside. There's really no reason for me to go outside. I'm not outdoorsy at all. Um, there's a misconception that just because I like have been in an RV and driving around that I really want to be around y'all. I really don't. But I can sit back in my chair and, and look out my window and talk about people all day long because that's fun. But this finale, the Star Trek uh, Discovery finale, was probably one of the best ones in the season. And I always feel that... It, it's so disappointing and sad when such a great, not just the genre, but such some things is just so, uh, just well-written. I love the cinematography. I love the action. I love the CGI. And I love it so much that I'm going to probably watch this episode for the third time um, today. Even in so fact that after I complete recording um, and splicing together uh, my episode that I now that I know how to use Logic Pro, um, I'll be able to split up this um, episode and or this particular part of the pr production in half, get uh, the highly high value um, commercial in between, but just as a way um, to riff on why I like this episode so much. Picard episode, it was all right. But it just seems like uh, this week's, past week's episode on um, Star Trek Discovery was absolutely very, very well written and very well shot. And I want people that, whenever they read my stuff, because I think I call myself an amateur screenwriter and author, that they would be able to say some of the same things as I'm going to follow up and say about um, Star Trek Discovery. First, the whole storyline about how um, Book and 
I hope you enjoyed that Star Trek log uh, entry uh, by, oh, what is her name? She cracks me up. And she basically represent like most everybody um, in this Star Trek franchise. It seems they, the, everybody in Star Trek uh, was able um, to, they got, they were all on out. Um, it seems like they, just like every other Star Trek franchise, it seems like this one uh, was more determined to be all inclusive and everybody is by, uh, by curious, um, and, or, and came out on this episode, um, Tarka. But this, um, episode is, uh, interesting, um, because, uh, Reno, Reno. I don't want to basically put that up. Um, Tish, Tagaro or Navarro uh, plays a commander on Star Trek and she is trapped by Reno, um, excuse me, by Tarka and Book um, and they're trying to basically, Tarka is trying to get back, use the DMA's power source um, to get back to his love interest um, who is not there. It is obvious that the DMA and Teen for 10C is as an advance and intelligence. They have this amazing, um, a huge power source, but it's not going to, the, the end result of them trying to destroy it, uh, he is not going to get him the end result that he wants. And he has to realize that. What I thought was interesting is the 10C didn't even see humans or any other life forms except for their own um, as sentient or advanced and they were just going about uh, gathering up their boron um, to protect to use the shield to protect their their own um, young not knowing that they were destroying whole worlds and leaving behind uh, voids and waste um, book came to that determination after he almost lost his life. Tarka did die, I'm assuming. Um, I think I did see in the news that uh, Star Trek Discovery has been renewed for a fifth season. I'm not sure about that, but this season was absolutely, I thought was absolutely well written. Uh, the plot twists were great. Um, and as I said, the, the video quality was amazing. And initially, I thought they were trying too hard to be all-inclusive, but what do you expect uh, from a Star Trek franchise that's dedicated to inclusion? And I think they did an amazing job uh, coming full circle, uh, recognizing empathy, and, you know, Book did, he basically was out for revenge, but even he realized that this is not the way I can't destroy, but I, I can't destroy just based on, uh, trying to get back at them for destroying Quazon, but I can do all I can to, uh, make sure that you don't do this to anybody else. And that's how he had to le let go his grief and start to heal. And in his process of healing, he was assigned, uh, to, uh, help, uh, with refugees and other displaced people from the DMA. I'm just um, looking forward to um, how little 
they the discovery knew or knows about the um, whole universe. How? Oh, that's the other thing. Oh my God, why I'm gonna have to watch this again or just at least watch the end because the president of the United Earth is no other than Stacey M. Effin Abrams. I fell out and I almost died. I was so happy and it made me so happy. And when you think about inclusion and you think about things that just really, if you really want to make me happy, in the show where there's another black woman as who is the most gangster black woman on earth. And she is the president of United Earth. What tripped me out is Earth leaves the Federation um, with the burn, uh, which is where all of the um, dilithium goes inert. Um, And Earth pulls out of the Federation. What cracks, it trips me out is they are left by themselves for, and they fend themselves for a minute. The general is cool as hell, but her um, motive um, to try to help Book and Tarka destroy the DMA was good because she was just protecting Earth, but at the same time, it was absolutely misled. Um, And she actually absolutely helped them get Tarka and neutralize Tarka. Book gets a second chance and he gets to make it right. Um, and Stacey Abrams on a sneak tip basically says the general, she lost her damn mind, but that ain't us, but we going we, we cool now and you going to live up to, or do whatever you can to make this transition back to the Federation. Cool. So this new Federation 2.0, I can't wait to see in the next, uh, uh, the next season of Star Trek discovery. That's how good it was. Um, I'm also looking forward to, um, what is that, um, uh, Agent 31 or um, Office 31, which is the Philippa Gregory character. She's supposed to be leading that. She's Asian American, um, and she's supposed to be leaving, um, leading that particular part of the franchise. I'm hoping that it's more exciting than the Picard franchise because... I don't know. Even with Q and his nonsense and his uh, messing around with humans because he's player hating us because of our mortality, even though he says that he hates us, I think he just can't help himself. Again, white privilege, I don't get it. Um, But um, therefore, because I'm not, I'm very much annoyed that my play play boyfriend um, got killed in this week's episode. Um, and I want to see how they wrap that all up because they're not in the right. The future has been polluted. The prep has been polluted because Q messed up the past. So, but the action was okay. It was just kind of disjointed. Um, and it's just taken me a minute to really get back into Picard. And I really didn't get into it so much, and I haven't watched it again. Like, I've watched Discovery, like, twice, almost three times now. And I've watched that ending three times, definitely. But I think I'm going to watch it 
over again for the third complete time. And I'm definitely going to have to watch Picard again because I didn't really get um, this week's episode all that much. But it you can't watch either one of either one of those if you're trying to work like during the day like I was. But and I guess and I want you guys um, to navigate um, to the podcast notes and not just leave me a review, but also just your comments, because I'm actually going to add questions to my anchor um, account when I post this. Uh, what are your thoughts about Stacey Abrams being um, the president of the United Earth and how is that going to affect uh, future episodes um, now that Earth is back in this new Federation 2.0. I want you guys to reach out to me either through um, in the podcast, the comments, or just uh, reach out to me at tenforalwaysreading at gmail.com and leave me uh, what your um, concerns are for the progression of the franchise and how you think that's going to affect future episodes. Episode of Tennessee Furrow is fussing. It is a great day, although I had to get off of work early. I've taken this opportunity to enjoy um, sundown by the pool. Um, I have a podcast that I want to make more than a passion project, so I'm doing everything that I can to increase uh, viewership and listenership of the podcast. I'm making an effort to post across most platforms. I think I got most of the podcasting uh, platforms on lock. Um, This is an opportunity for me to increase viewership through uh, very simple viewership or subscribers through YouTube. And it's a great way to share a cocktail with whoever wants to hear anything I'm about to fuss about. One of the things that I've learned from researching what makes a successful podcast is really to drill down on those uh, uh, episodes or those shows that got the most views. I think I'm doing good when I get over 35 people saying, girl, girl, go for it. Um, And in a way, it does make me feel good. Also, on my blog, the shows that get the most views are clicks and likes also have something to do when I'm being my crud munching self. Um, and the side-eye sidebars. So I decided I'm going to make an effort every single day um, or every other day, depending on how I feel and what um, uh, influences me, to post short reels on YouTube. The sound will eventually be... um, spliced together and made part of the podcast itself and this is something I've been following for a while I don't know how uh, much you guys have been following this but it seems that the 
Texas government or governor is having a war on other. Republican, conservative, he's trying to make it child abuse or criminalizing uh, when transgendered youth get gender affirming surgery or therapy. So they bas- he basically tasked the uh, state's attorney to go after any parents or any individuals and the doctors that are um, providing this care. Unfortunately, you can't do that. And you shouldn't do that. And, I, and I'm saying this from like two... Um, formats. I'm actually, uh, I signed up for my seventh or sixth uh, newspaper uh, because Greg Abbott and the Republicans of um, Texas will not allow me to let this go. I have one of the many Uh, medical licenses that I have um, or one of my first medical license was hacker oops one of the first my first medical license um, since I did my residency um, in Texas and this goes back to me I guess being a thought leader uh, was my Texas license it was the most expensive license at the time. They've since um, decreased the um, amount, but I paid like almost $2,000 um, because I had to fly to Austin um, um, to get interviewed by the board. Um, and this was at a time where I was actually in uh, living in North Carolina at the time. It started with me... Um, It started with me going, flying back and forth to Texas uh, as a locums or contract provider um, to provide care. I worked where at the hospital, children's hospital, where I got my residency, um, and then in North Texas, and then several places across that particular state. It was rewarding. What I do remember of working there. Um, it was also a rough place to be if you were marginalized, and it was downright dangerous for you um, to be a kid in Texas because um, there were. It was hard um, to get the burden of proof um, to prosecute those cases. Some of the worst child abuse cases I've ever had to deal with were in Texas, unfortunately. Right up there with military in North Carolina, but go figure. Um, as a part of your Texas medical license, you have to actually take and pass what is called jurisprudence. One of the foundations of Texas is it is illegal for corporations um, or non-medical entities to practice medicine in the state of Texas. The treatment of transgendered youth for youth, for gender dysphoria is standard of practice. And if you criminalize that, aren't you breaking your own laws is my question. 
And I'm wondering if the ACLU um, and if these other parents that are suing the governor, government of Texas, are any of them making this point? Also, the, a judge um, in Austin uh, has also made it, they have a, um, an injunction basically and the state AG is appealing the injunction that basically have caused or put a halt on these child abuse investigations for transgender youth seeking gender affirming therapy because it's just stupid this is what I don't understand you're breaking your own laws because y'all are not y'all blocking standard of care therapy and you're trying to equate it with child abuse but the child abuse is y'all coming and attacking these children and withholding um necessary therapy is bullying and it's disgusting and y'all need to be ashamed of yourself um but they need to take a look at it from a, a jurisprudence standpoint because i don't think the intent of these laws the what is the absolutely intent of the law and then you got a, the a, a state's attorney that he's having some issues evidently he has been indicted or some suspicion around tax fraud and some other uh information but he he himself he doesn't follow the law uh there's some securities fraud, some other things that and in Texas, he, I guess, unless he is prosecuted, he still gets to keep his job. But why we have somebody with just a semblance of not really following the law and it's looking a little crazy and he still has this shady mug still actually is allowed to practice and practice on the highest level. He's the state's attorney for Texas, but he's enforcing these untowards laws. And then he says he's filed an appeal to basically reverse the judge. He wants to overturn him, but I don't think he got that kind of pull. So while all of this is going on, these children are still allowed to seek um, the much needed therapy. I don't care what your opinion is, but gender dysphoria is a diagnosis. The treatment is gender affirming therapy and uh, surgeries and uh, uh, medical therapy and counseling. You can't withhold any of that because it ethically you can't withhold that type of therapy basically what your um, religious standpoints or your ethics are really has no place to determine these children and their parents and their parents allowing these children to basically seek the necessary therapy uh, for their own uh, mental health and, and in a lot of instances their own health just in general 
not only is the state of Texas in violation, I believe, of jurisprudence, which does not allow a government entity or a corporation per se to basically either practice medicine or definitely tell people to withhold their uh withhold treatment. You can't really do that. It's a complete violation. Ethically, uh, as well as should not be allowed legally. And that's all I got to say about that. So, that's a good place to end this thought provokes. I hope this makes you think. I hope this makes you look up what jurisprudence actually is. And I wonder... You can form your own opinion, but just get all of the information. This is my opinion. This is Tim Fro is fussing, producing and uh, recording from my back porch. Y'all have a great evening. And enjoy the day. It's pretty out here. It's supposed to be a whopping 66 degrees. Watch up, Doc. Watch up, Doc. It cracks me up that people like Bugsy Evans and them I woke up to the beat tape. Uh, This uh, intro trap god is I know these guys just sit around all day and just make up beats, which is something that I know that they love. Um, And I'm glad I got that riff about What's Up Doc because number one, it's copyright free, so it shouldn't get flagged on YouTube. But it's a great way to introduce this segment of Side Eye Sidebar. Because what am I fussing about today? I'm literally fussing about um, COVID and COVID shenanigans. I just want to take a couple of minutes out of your day um, to update you on the ongoing pandemic. And contrary to popular belief, there's still a pandemic going on. We still got people wilding out like there is not one, but it is deep. Um, The numbers are going down. Everything is opening back up. They basically called off the pandemic last year in Tennessee. So I don't know how they doing where you are, Um, but that's good news. Um, We got still people, not as many as the thousands we had in the hospitals, at the beginning of 2020, with the Delta surge and then Omicron, um, we're still less than 60% of our population that is fully vaccinated and boosted because that's what you are going to need um, to be able to warp this scourge off. And I have a feeling they're gonna be calling for another booster Just like with the flu, every single year, we're going to have to get flu and we're going to have to get coronavirus. I mean, it's um, it's a reality. Um, Fat butts like me don't want to get sick. So I'm going to continue to protect myself. And let's talk about protection. We have over 100, between 120, 150 million doses of all of the vaccines given worldwide. Yes, there are some bad side effects, uh, but we know it works uh, because the people like myself and like President Obama that who have tested positive are getting mild symptoms. So with that said, we've also had the time to get proven data-driven therapies that now you don't even have to come at to the hospital for. If I didn't know this, if you get 
if you within five days of being tested or onset of symptoms and you get the new pill, I think it's through Merck or Pfizer, it'll keep you from also getting sick. But I also would believe that people that are not getting sick are also those that probably at least got one dose. And also if you get a couple of doses of and boosted, I think you're going to be all right too. And I'm also um, happy that I'm hopeful that somebody basically sent President Obama um, those pills and he and um, Michelle Obama, First Lady Obama are doing okay and they got the appropriate treatment now because he's tested positive. I hope he's on quarantine. I hope he got his pills and we're all good. What is very much concerning to me is over in China. Well, while we're talking about over in China, um, it does not appear that they have a good handle on the Omicron. They have their own vaccines. And I have no doubt that the vaccines probably work. But just like over here, if you're not vaccinated, you're not protected. I did not know that less than 30% of the elderly population in Hong Kong were protected. Shenzhen, which sounds like a Romulan dark side uh, city, is now on lockdown. And only in China and places like the totalitarian government, similar to it, can put a whole city that big, 17 million people on lockdown. I don't know if they don't have a homeless problem, but they have must have found somewhere for all those people to go because nobody's on the streets and they got enough testing products because all testing is done over there. They are going to everybody has to be tested three times. Um, They had this outbreak Omicron. It took a pause. Now it seems like you've taken a pause in the rest of the world. But in places, in a, in a, in a relatively close society like China, it's tip, tripping me out that they still didn't have this as under control as what we would have expected. I think they had some things in place. They opened up a little bit to international travel. And then, boom, it went crazy again. Now, for the, also those of you that watch 90 Day Fiance the other way, Ella and her um, boyfriend, Johnny, that they've been dating for like over a year, he's in China. He didn't want to travel all this past season. He's been putting her off, putting her off, putting her off. But I think a lot of that was... actually um, taped last year during the Delta surge. And I don't think that Omicron hit the Chinese mainland as it is now, because he basically said in the this past week's episode, he didn't feel comfortable traveling until like February of 2022. She had already bought her ticket to Dubai. He said he can't go and then have to be on quarantine, blah, 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 blah. But now Omicron has reached China, so he's not safe in his own country. He should have booked it and they should have met in Dubai or they should have met in Turkey and they could have 
connected, but he waited and waited and waited. And now the Omicron surge is absolutely affecting his country. I think we're going to probably, I'm going to have to go online or Twitter to figure out exactly where he is <clears throat> because of what I've been reading in the news about all of the shutdown and the rolling Omicron surge that's going on. But again, if you're not vaccinated, you're not boosted, how are you going, what's the protection? I don't know <clears throat> if they have access to the same uh, uh, antibodies that we do or the other treatments like remdesivir as well as the pill. But I'm hopeful that those people that they do, if you have enough scratch to be able to threaten to protect, to support Russia <clears throat> in their nonsense, then you should. I'm hopeful that you have at least stockpile some of these um, founded treatments and so your people won't have to suffer. But I believe probably it's like some weird system first to the ruling party, and then it's going to trickle down to the other billions of people or regular people in society, which makes me very much sad. And that goes to uh, what's going on in Ukraine right now. Um, there is another, this, I was, I was supposed to talk about COVID, but it came to bear because I started talking about China and then it bring up Ukraine. I'm going to be uh, revisiting uh, Ukraine probably in tomorrow's episode <clears throat> because President Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is supposed to be remotely by Zoom call of no less addressing Congress um, tomorrow at the behest of uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate ma Majority Leader, as well as Nancy Pelosi. <clears throat> and I think and I'm hopeful that Marjorie Taylor Greene and that other fool, uh, foolish lady from Arizona, shut the hell up. And we have no hecklers and we have no one that is going to be disrespectful to that brave um, soul. Because what he's going to be talking about and asking the West, in particular us, for more help I'm hopeful that they just act right and they act like they got some home training, even though they always don't, they act like they lost their damn minds uh, when it has to come to the Democrats. So I don't know, but I'm looking forward um, to his addressing. I probably, if it comes on much after eight o'clock, I probably won't uh, be awake um, to enjoy what he is gonna say, but I'm sure I could get a recap um, on YouTube tomorrow, which I'll share. Uh, with the listening audience. Now on for shenanigans. Now, there is a uh, YouTube clip that I think I saved to Tenfro is eating uh, my playlist on YouTube about Ron DeSantis going off that the government will not pay and stop shipment of uh, providing monoclonal antibodies. 
And I can only listen to him for, or any of the Republicans, for just a few minutes because they talk in circles. He starts out going, I'm like, what are you exactly you talking about? He says, we got people here. The studies show that it should work. And we have some people that have received this life-changing and life-saving therapy uh, monoclonal antibodies. And I'm like, and then Jen, um, the Pazaski, she's a, a White House press secretary. She's like, you know what? I'm so tired of you. I'm so tired. And I'm tired. She's like, boy, bye. She basically had that look on her face. And she read him perfectly because you can have it both ways. The studies show that monoclonal Regeneron antibodies, which I know probably uh, pays you a really good clip because they got these lobbyists and they made a billion dollars last year. Their shit doesn't work against Omicron. That is what the studies have shown. The studies have shown that it does not work against Omicron. Well, why do you, how do you know it has Omicron? And then you basically say, well, in the last several million people that have tested positive, it is almost 99.9% likely that it's still fucking Omicron. You may get a Delta in there every now and again, but in most, for Pete's sake, for the most part, who is getting sick is the, they have the Omicron variant. So, and you have to walk that back. He says, the study showed that it does, it does work. No, it doesn't. Fact check, bro. It does not work against Omicron. How do you know it's Omicron? Well, the studies also show that it's 99.9%. Um, it's probably Omicron. There may be one or two Deltas, but yeah, it's not going to work. And why are we going to pay for therapy that doesn't work? That also leads me to this emergency ivermectin bill, medicine bill, that has floated its way to the General Assembly here in um, Tennessee. Ivermectin is a parasitic drug. We use it in humans for specific parasites. We use it more as a dewormer in horses, etc. We got people on making a run for the farm, which they'll try an unproven medicine because them fools, Joe Rogan and them, told you you may want to go ahead and try it. Why are you going to try something that is proven that it doesn't work? When we got things that do work, Take the fucking vaccine. 150 million people, including myself, that are fully vaccinated and boosted. We all can't be wrong. Why are you going to try some unproven toxic shit that we know don't work? Zithromax does not work. Okay? Not consistently. We got remdesivir. We got the pill. And we got the vaccine. The Regeneron multi-cabillion dollar monoclonal antibody does not work against the most common variant that's out there, which is Omicron. And you, it's a toss up if you're going to get, it's a toss up if you're going to continue to use something that really does not fucking work. Regular immunoglobulins does not work if it's not specific to the spike proteins of coronavirus. So no, you can't get IVIG. And sure as hell, you don't need a, a horse dewormer. Let me just put all of those out there. The studies do show that them, those therapies do not work. 
And that is what the whole, the bottom line is. You're wasting time and it's a waste of money and precious resources um, to continue to support therapies that don't work. So we got people like DeSantis and his foolish general state general surgeon, uh, surgeon general that are promoting these things. It's because you're more um, likely because you know that the Regenerons of the world and some of these makers of these unproven medications, they're lining your pack coffers because that's what it it is. You you it's big business to continue the um to continue for politicians. It's big business to continue the pandemic, and you can continue to spread these dangerous lies and contrary. Uh, uh, therapies that are contrary to uh, proven medical data just because y'all are getting rich from this because that's avarice is the only thing I can think of where you're going to play with people live and history you're going to be judged against these things just because you can't say this shit, stupid shit doesn't mean you can't you should say it um, and Ron DeSantis and his dumbass attorney general can go and sit down somewhere he reminds me of uh, Ben Carson um, and I'm more annoyed with the general surgeon, uh, surgeon general of Florida, because he's still an associate professor at the University of Florida, Gainesville. How could you be on um, a major want to be a real powerhouse if you got dumbasses speaking for you? I just can't. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, the studies show this and you fact check and eh, studies don't show any of that. So. What works against the pandemic or what works against coronavirus is number one, wash your hands, wearing a mask, staying your butt at home if you don't have to be around people. The other thing is that truly what does work is being fully vaccinated and boosted. Uh, remdesivir still works, reformulated, as well as the new pill, all active against the most common variant, which now is Omicron. So those other unproven therapies are just that unproven and that they're dangerous. And that's all I got to say about that. Until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to hit subscribe um, during, after, and leaving comments and sharing with your friends because that's what's going to help me out so I can continue to share my knowledge. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. 
But being kind is an adjective. It is on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that. That can change everything for you and, and just basically change your day. Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for the notes on this podcast as well as other works by CQM in, um, that are, and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Riders Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowisreading at gmail.com. Um, all non-trolling messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.